Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. You're listening to Chicago's number one sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. An Odyssey Station. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. The Score! Pitching coach Tommy Hadovy of the Cubs wearing the blue pullover. Tommy Hadovy, pitching coach for the Chicago Cubs. You're transitioning from being a player to kind of getting into baseball. You take an online class, was it, at Boston U, Sabermetrics 101? Yeah. I was a finance major in college and I had an economics minor. A lot of it was to, I'm going to refresh all my econ knowledge and I'm going to do it in a baseball course. It's like one of the best things ever. There's just a lot of trust there with Tommy. We know he's such a hard worker. He puts in all the hours and really, really knows what he's talking about when it comes to pitching. Tommy Hadovy breaking down the starting rotation and bullpen on the north side with Mully and Hall. I'm here for one reason. I want to help these guys get better, and we want to win baseball games. Tommy Hadovy on 670 The Score. The score. Tommy. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always a pleasure to talk to the Cubs pitching coach, Tommy Hadovy, and of course brought to you by Alpamani Nissan, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. Tommy, good morning. How are you? Morning, Tommy. I'm doing, doing great, guys. Good morning. Good to hear you. Yeah, you know, we're, we're delighted to talk to you. And obviously, uh, Kyle Hendricks back on the bump today. Uh, we've been talking about Kyle a couple of rough starts against Atlanta. They seem to have his number this year. Where is he at and where are you at with him? How is the professor holding up? Yeah, he's, you know, he's doing good. He's, he's working his tail off, you know, in between these starts just to continue to improve and get better. And, and, you know, look like Atlanta's Atlanta's got a really good offense, a really good offense. They've got some, some disciplined veteran hitters in there that are, you know, kind of, staggered around some really young, explosive, exciting talent. You know, it's, it's a fun team to watch play just because of their, their approach and how they play the game. And um, they had, they had 
you know, a, a really good game plan against Kyle. I think, you know, him, you know, he'd be the first one to say, you know, just didn't execute the way he wanted to execute. And when he, and when he got into a hole or got into trouble, um, they were kind of all over it, you know, and, and we talked about last time just continuing, you know, Kyle continuing to work on the mechanical stuff to get that right and honed in. And, and it's there. It's just, you know, up until this point still hadn't been consistent, you know, to the way he wants it. And, and again, when Kyle's consistent, then the release point's the same every time. His starting line's on, the, on his, his sinker and the change-up are the same every time. And, and, you know, up to this point, just hadn't been there 100% of the time. So it's getting closer. He's, he's obviously, you know, putting in all the work and the mechanical work and, and the dry work in between starts to get there. And, and yeah, feeling, feeling good about where Carl – or uh, Carl – Kyle's going. We Carl's his little nickname. We call him. I don't know if anybody knows that, but that's, uh, <laughs> that that came from our bullpen coach. So it kind of comes out every once in a while. Carl, well, yeah, <laughs> needs to find that alter ego then, Tommy, because uh, he, he sounded as as lost in terms of confidence after last started as I think we've heard him in, in a long time, if ever. And and I just wonder, you talk about the mechanical changes. How much do you have to worry about the psychological? You know, the the building him up that way as well. The first inning has been such an issue. You you wonder how his mindset is when he takes the mound. Even a guy as proven as Kyle Hendricks is, are those still things that you worry about um, because of the way that he has struggled? No, I think you know more of his the mental side just comes from frustration of it not being there yet. You know, at times and 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 not he's such a big feel pitcher wants to feel his delivery feel these different points and feel the ball out front and be able to see the movement all those things and and he you know it is frustrating when it's just not there 100 percent of the time but you know that being said he's 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 a professional he's uh as good as it gets when it comes to being able to handle adversity and understand that and yeah it, it does get frustrating but you know we're, we're not going to pitch um shutouts every night like there's going to be times you know, we, we give up runs, and, and what we need to do as a group, we've discussed, is just limiting that damage, limiting the those crooked numbers, keeping our offense in the game, and giving them an the ability to to come back. And and you know, the starters they're they're grinding, they're grinding, and we as a group know that um, we got to do do better as as a whole on the starting side, being able to pitch deeper into games and giving our bullpen a chance to to come in and have shorter outings and and keep us in the game as long as possible. So, yeah, guys are working. You know, we're getting there. I'm <clears throat> looking forward to, yeah, good good series here this week. And, and we know Kyle is going in the first game. Who's pitching the second game? Um, right now, uh, still still to be determined. We've discussed a few things. We're, I haven't gotten to the ballpark yet um, this morning, so hopefully we'll have – more discussions this morning about it we're still waiting to hear just on a few guys too there's a little banged up and you know that may that may influence kind of how we how we work things in the next few days but yeah hopefully rossi will have his pregame you know um zoom this morning and and we'll have it figured out by then Adbert Alzali has to be among the guys you consider for tonight tommy if not the next time out He'll want to carry the momentum from the last start. Um, what kind of strides did he make? And and um, as you continue to give him a little bit more uh, each start in terms of trusting him to go deeper, um, what has he shown you? Just, I mean, his ability to 
to spin that slider and move it around the strike zone. Um, I mean, he always had, you know, that auxiliary breaking ball in the past and, and the work he put in at the alt site last year to kind of learn more of that true slider. And then, you know, just continuing to want to improve that pitch and make it better and things we worked on in spring training and things we've talked about inside, he feels like he could throw that pitch all around the strike zone, you know, back door to a lefty, back foot, chase to a righty, front door to a right. I mean, there's so many things. He feels like he can manipulate it, not only the, the movement, but the speed of it. Um, and that's probably been the most impressive thing that I've seen. This guy learned this pitch you know, less than a year ago, you know, and now it's one of the best pitches in the game right now and, and just continues to get better and, and work and improve. And, um, and the other thing is just the fastball command. When mechanically, you know, we've always worked with him about just staying directed to the plate, having fastball command, being able to move the ball around where he wants. And now, you know, you pair both of those fastballs the way he's moving them around the zone and, and getting strike one with them a lot of times that just opens up this whole um, <laughs> whole repertoire of, of different breaking and moving sliders and the change up. And um, there's a lot of confidence there. It's fun to watch him pitch. It's, it's explosive. It's real stuff. And yeah, we expect, expect him to keep, to keep rolling. And, and again, like the thing people don't get to see about Abbott just is his desire to want to be the, be the best. And he continues to work hard every day. And yeah, he's really fun to work with. You know, I, 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 I'm not second-guessing anything. I'm just curious. When Castellanos came up on Sunday with the guy on third, he already had four hits. Did you contemplate walking him? Or, you know, obviously, uh, I think Joey Voto was next. I suppose you could walk, too, and try to get a fourth stop. How, how, I mean, do, what, how do those discussions work, and, and what happens as you're, uh, as you're in that moment? And, I, you know, Tommy, I hate that man on second roll for extra innings, <laughs> and I, I don't know what the solution is, but it drives me nuts. Well, yeah, the, the, the only uh, thing that comes from that is it's an unearned run for Greg, I guess, is the, you know, the way it's unfortunately it's a loss. But, um, yeah, you know, those, in those moments, they happen fast, right? You know, you're, you're, it's runner on second, Cassianos, he's working the at-bat. Next thing you know, there's a ball, you know, a little cross-up, and there's a ball get past Willie. Now he's on third, and it's a 3-0 count. And, you know, those, those moments start speeding up quick, you know, I think for, for everybody. So we, we talked about trying to, you know, pitch around Nick. I got, you know, we got 3-1, and I, and I talked to Craig after, and he was trying to, to bounce that. I mean, you don't throw 3-1 curveballs, you know, usually trying to throw them for strikes. You know, he was trying to throw it to Chase and, and take advantage of that situation. It's one of those things you can play in a lot of different ways. If you think there's a high probability of a strikeout, you try to go for it in that situation. If you don't, then yeah, you could you can walk two guys and load the bases and try to play for some force outs and, and play it that way. But you know, we trust in those moments, obviously trust Craig and what he's done and yeah, in that moment he just just didn't get the curveball where he wanted it, you know, and, and Nick got a piece of it. That was quite a series, Tommy, and I think that you know, the tone was set is intense between the Cubs and the Reds always. You know, Amir Garrett has the big celebration after the strikeout. We saw what happened after that. Just curious, you know, from a pitching coach per, coach's perspective, these are high-leverage moments sometimes your pitchers find themselves in. Those strikeouts, you know, do you have a rule of thumb? Do you guys talk about, you know, what you should 
do after you have a moment of what you shouldn't do? Is there some sort of unwritten code that is accepted? And is this even a conversation that you have with your guys, especially the younger guys as they come into the league? Because you've got a range of, you know, you've got Kyle Hendricks who shows no emotion. You've got Alzali who pretty much wears his emotions on his sleeves. What is the, what is the, the right way to react to striking out somebody with the bases loaded or a high leverage situation like that? It's, that's a great question. You know, I think we, we talk about a, a lot about how, how to play with emotion and, and we want to show emotion. We want guys to be themselves. We want guys to be competitive and, and have a fire about them and those things. You know, the thing we talk about a lot, though, is we do that for our teammates. We do that for ourselves and for our team. You know, um, we don't really try to to push that or or force that on the other team by celebrating and and taunting them. It's 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 you know we do that for our team, and our teammates, and for yourself. And and yeah, it, emotions run high, and sometimes you know guys guys take offense to you know, way, way guys act or, or celebrate or whatever they do. But, you know, in the end, you know, I think we just try to take the approach of, you know, we're doing this and we're celebrating for our team and our teammates. And if we keep that, you know, more on our side, then, you know, usually you're in a, you're in a, in a decent spot there. You know, we, this is weird, but when we're talking, we see a pitcher struggle and we say things like, oh, they should skip a start, you know, put him in the pitch lab and fix him as if that's like a place where you go and you, you do various experiments. Um, Is that just insane talk when you see a guy struggle or is that uh, something that you've contemplated? No, there's there's definitely uh, reasons to merit that thought. I think I a lot of times, especially if you guys dealing with like um, a nagging injury that is, you know, it's not keeping him from pitching, but maybe it's keeping him from performing at his best. You know, we always talk about you know being able to um, try to work through things. It, the other thing is this too: like, there's never a real, never a timeline on like when guys right the ship sometimes it just clicks in an inning you know um so as long as the work they're doing you know between starts is heading in the right direction they're hitting those checkpoints of things we want to work on and it looks good visually then i think we keep you keep rolling because you know you know good stuff around the corner but there are times where you get that 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 side work in between starts and and things are just still not clicking um, or it's, you know, it's a long side because we're grinding through um, a lot of the mechanical work and things like that. You know, maybe you'll make those decisions to do that, but, but, you know, there's definitely ways to be able to be creative and, and give guys, the guys, the rest they need a lot of times too, uh, when you're struggling, sometimes just that mental break of saying like, okay, I'm not going to, I may not be making my next start. Let's reset. Um, I'll start in X amount of days, and, and we'll be ready to go for that point. You know, Tommy, Trevor Williams, some some starts looks like, he, boy, he's unhittable and he's really cruising along, and, and he looks like the guy you need him to be, and everything's working. And then other starts, he seems to struggle with consistency and location and command. Obviously, that's not exactly makes him unique to, to other pitchers trying to find their way early in the season, but when – you know, how would you describe the challenge in, in getting him ready start to start and the consistency that has somewhat eluded him, even though when he has been good, he has been very good? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, again, I, I, we talk so much just about fastball command and being able to, to hone in your, your number one fastball every game. And, and then everything else works off of that. I think last start for Trevor, it's the, one of the first times he, we just didn't see him command his four-seam fastball the way that we had seen, you know, to this point. And, and it's fine to have a game plan to be able to move the ball around and mix in more breaking balls or the changeup and, and, um, you know, kind of keep hitters off balance. But if his, if your, if your fastball is not in, you know, in line, if you're, if you're not locked in on the, on your location, on your heater, then it's really hard to expect and trust all the off-speed stuff to be there as well. And, you know, with Trevor, he's got such a unique four-seamer. It's so unique. Um, it's a pitch that, you know, that's, that's it kind of been his bread and butter pitch, you know, the majority of his career. So, we we work off that pitch, um, but once that is locked in, then he's been able to utilize and open up his repertoire. And I think, you know, some of the games, if you go back and look some of the really good games he's pitched, it's been a very even distribution of pitch usage. That's great, like I said, but those games he also commanded his four-seam really well early in the game and established that he was going to have that pitch in attack, and, and that definitely opens up all the other pitches he has at his disposal. You know, and, and I mean, it's such an obvious thing as we talk about command and not walking guys, and that's how you get guys to last longer, and that's how you pump up innings pitched, etc. It's, you know, it's so frustrating sometimes when you watch guys um, having to come out of the game early because they're hitting, you know, a pitch totals that, that determine that they got to come out when the reality is that you needed uh, another inning and a, and, and a, a couple more outs. Yeah, I mean, our guys, you know, want to be out there as long as possible every single day. They also understand that, you know, there's going to be innings they're going to have to grind through. There's going to be 25, 30 pitch innings at times. It's how you can write the ship from those moments and then be able to carry your team two or three or four more innings after that that, that are the ones that can make or break, you know, a week worth of, of games for us. You know, I think the one thing that stands out probably more than anything and we've discussed is just, as a group, just the lack of first pitch strikes, or at least the lack of quality strikes early in the count. A lot of that comes from from not trusting, you know, um, the mechanical part of it, not trusting the lines and the fastball at times. And and I feel like you know, and also a product of facing some really aggressive lineups over the last you know week with with the Braves and the Reds. So something we're focused on. We're going to get back to attacking the strike zone, especially early in the count. Um, working ahead. I mean, those are like the old adage things that you, you talk about in pitching, working ahead, getting strike one, um, being in, in more aggressive counts. Um, usually when you're in a 0-1 or a 1-2 count, good things are going to happen. So we're going to try to right. you know, really focus on that, get guys back, attacking the strike zone. Tommy, thanks a ton. Great catching up with you. Have a great day. Good luck today. Guys, appreciate it. Thank you. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Tommy. That is Tommy Hadovy, the Cubs pitching coach, and they've got uh, a doubleheader today, and uh, I guess the weather's okay. I mean, Dustin thought it was raining coming in, but it's okay. And uh, big news on the score, Steve Stone will be on at 940, so make sure you are uh, locked in and paying attention. Stoney um, can can help us understand what's going on on the south side with, uh, with a couple of these injuries, and certainly – um, you know, Bears repeating what he said about losing 65 to 70 home runs with Aloy and now Louis Robert gone for months. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.